you're watching Meet the Movie Press. <laughs> Coming up, you're gonna be uh, we're gonna be talking about Deadpool two and Avatar and Blade Runner and Wonder Woman, a whole bunch of great stuff. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talks. Meet the movie press. Good morning, Good everyone. Morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome back to yeah. uh, to Meet the Movie Press. Before we begin today's Welcome episode. Welcome to Popcorn Talk. Bit of featuring business. movie discussion, news, and interviews. That's us. Guys. No, we're good. Well, this is exactly what we need to talk about. Before we talk about anything, Simon, yeah. okay, did you review all the, the new rules and the, notes? The, the memo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's From right. now on, no meetings in my dressing room. No. Okay. No stopping by. Mm -hmm. No popping in. That goes to the AfterBuzz TV staff as well. Yeah. No one. Yeah. Do not come to my dressing room unless no. invited. No. Do not open the door. No. If you open the door, mm -hmm. expect to be removed my security team will be uh preventing anyone standing at my door from talking to me i want all the ambushing to just stop schedule an appointment this ends now no more no, no more no i get it i get it i feel the same way i mean also don't approach me while i'm in the the hair and makeup chair especially the hair chair oh that that because that takes ages and you just slow the process down right he's busy um, he's busy it, unless i ask to speak to you directly don't speak to me um either knock or use the doorbell um, and I have a, a big, uh, big pair of knockers uh, on my on my door here. You sure do. I do. Uh, I'm seeking more free time for me throughout the day because you know this takes a lot of work. <laughs> uh, don't wait in the hallways to speak me. I will not entertain you in the hallways uh, or the bedroom, according to my wife. Um, but we can entertain people right now, Simon. We can. We can. So uh, this is where this is where we hang out. This is, uh, not, this is true. Not when I'm in the cubicle. No talkie in the poopy. Of course not. Yeah. This is me, the movie press. It is. Hi. Uh, I'm not Steve Harvey, but I am Jeff Snyder, <laughs> editor-in-chief of The Tracking Board, tracking-board.com. Mm. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at, at the Snyder. Yeah. And uh, Simon, with me as always. Uh, I'm just glad that you confirm that you're not Steve Harvey, because I always get you confused. We do look alike. I do. Yeah, it often happens. And you're never in the same room together. Now we know why. Uh, but anyway, I'm Simon Thompson. You can find me on Twitter at ShowbizSimon, Instagram at ShowbizSimon, and I also have a Facebook page. Uh, this is Simon Thompson. Great. Mm. Where do you want to start this week? Okay. Busy week. Uh, yeah, let's talk about something that we thought was never going to happen, because we were told recently it was never going to happen. You thought it was never going to happen, but now it's a thing that's happening. Hellboy reboot well i never said that the reboot wouldn't happen i said hellboy 3 was never going to happen and that is true sure enough it, it didn't it did not um, this is different so so we have yeah. david harbour mm. playing the big red guy now obviously he was his name was linked to cable in deadpool 2 yep by the media yep so and he's on stranger things i wonder if he was having conversations about cable 2 and this and going do i want to be second string main villain do i want to be potentially starting off my own franchise i think that's why he's gone for this and uh, neil marshall is going to be directing which although that guy has had a couple of movies that for me have missed the mark i'm genuinely intrigued to see what he will do with this thoughts jeff uh, Neil Marshall for me has not, uh, the movies have not worked. Mm -hmm. I know that he, he does some good stuff on TV. I don't watch Game yeah. of Thrones, but I know obviously that show uh, has won a lot of awards for directing. Um, I, I just, I don't, I'm not a big Hellboy guy. I don't know that I'm going to see this if it's not from the mind of Guillermo del Toro. Well, I mean, there's nothing to say that they won't potentially bring him on in a consultancy or input or whatever role. I think that's unlikely, if I'm honest. Um, but I think what they might do is bring in some of the nuances of, of his world, mix that with what is in the, the, the graphic novels, the books, the comics, um, and kind of make something that is perhaps a little bit more palatable for a mainstream audience. Sorry, forgive me. No, that's fine. Um, I know you're trying to get tickets to the ice cream cafe. That's okay. absolutely fine. Uh, <laughs> Jeff, Jeff is, just to give you a little bit of behind the scenes, Jeff is currently in a virtual queue Guys, I'm for trying tickets to just for the buy ice some cream tickets museum. to see the Museum of Ice Cream. You love museums they have and me in a virtual queue, so forgive me. That's fine. But no, my phone was ringing. There's a lot of distractions so going busy. on. But yeah, I, so no, I, no, no. I am focused on the show, and I don't understand the appeal of, of Hellboy as a character if it's not being played by Ron Perlman. I know David Harbour's a great actor. 
But uh, this, no, this I, is just not for me. I totally agree with you, but I think the ticket buying audiences, as we saw from the returns of Hellboy and Hellboy Two, which were fine, but not you know nothing to to get overly excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, I think audiences feel slightly differently, and I think obviously with the, the you know the backing of Stranger Things um, will make uh, David Harbour probably a more um, I, I say more of a household name um, than Ron Perlman, um, which I think will help. It'll give people, I think it'll make it a bit more, the other films weren't inaccessible, as in the fact that you could access them, but I think this will open it up to an audience who perhaps might have previously not been that interested with Hellboy. Sure, yes. I am curious to see, I mean, it might it might be terrible, but I am curious to see what they come up with. I think the combination of those two guys could be really, really interesting. Yeah, no, I, I listen, I, I'm willing to give Neil Marshall the benefit of the doubt, I just don't really care, I'm not invested in the no. world of Hellboy. But there's a lot of movies that, that I think we hear about, you know, that sort of, you know, are, are certainly discussed whether or not they come into fruition, that perhaps when we hear about them, we're not particularly interested or we think they might sound really, really bad. But actually, when we see the first footage or we see, you know, the final product, we're actually like, OK, I was wrong. Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one, was a really good example of that for me. I thought that was just a really bad idea that was going to go horribly wrong. And I thought that was going to be one that was going to spoil. I, I couldn't have been more wrong. And I'm very happy that I am wrong on that one um, because Guardians of the Galaxy is one of my favorite Marvel movies. Um, but yeah, so I think, you know, we'll see what happens. All right, what's what's next on the list? Okay, uh, this is a film that you don't think is ever going to happen, but I am looking forward to. Um, Edge of Tomorrow sequel. That's next on the list? That's that is, number that, that, that got second billing of that, this show? Well, I, I have no specific story order. I just like to talk about things. Uh, so, yeah, so Edge of Tomorrow sequel. Um, it's been given a tentative title of Live... Obviously, you, you know when the first one came out, there was the subtitle of Live, Die, Repeat, which was one that was kind of pushed to the fore when it hit the home entertainment market. Yes. So what they're looking at at the moment is calling it Live, Die, Repeat, and Repeat, which I think is a terrible <laughs> that name. That is so that stupid. That is so bad. Why would you not have just gone... Edge of now, to no, but, now, but tomorrow, if, but but who actually who said this? Tomorrow, who said this? Is Doug, did Doug Lyman say it in an the, interview? The internet's yeah was released in a statement until this week. Warner Brothers announces that that's the title of that movie. I refuse to believe it. I think that's a terrible title. It is. I think it's a really really there, bad title. There's not going to be a sequel to this movie. I mean, I, it it did. It's one of those movies that did okay. I don't know that Tom Cruise has a real hunger to go back to it. I don't know. I've got a strange feeling that we are actually going to see this because I think it was a film that didn't do brilliantly at the box office. And yet a lot of people discovered it afterwards and were like, ah, I really like that. I think it's a strangely Warner popular Brothers film. Is, Warner Brothers is already wary of, of sort of like doing these franchises just for the sake of doing them. like King Arthur. This is the studio we, that made The Conjuring 2 last year. That movie did wildly successful. Those yeah, movies it was, don't it cost was anything. Crap, Those though. movies don't cost. No, anything. that is true. Uh, I don't know. Did you like again? Did you do you read the Ankler? Yes, I do. I get the email. Did you see every, the, uh, the King Arthur story yesterday? I did not have time to read that though. I saw was, you tweet about it. Yeah, it was absolutely fascinating. Yeah. It was just like everything that went wrong during development and how you know basically it got pushed through the the studio system up mm. there because there's this mandate for franchises, but you can't force it. And I feel like Edge of Tomorrow would be one of those forced fr- franchises. Mm. Yeah. Um, oh, Doug, uh, Doug Lyman apparently talked about that in the um, uh, in an interview with Collider. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. isn't he like doing Dark Universe? Like, how many movies do we think he's imminently making? Uh, I don't. I honestly, he I can have... only make one at a time. He can, or can he? <laughs> that was my Aziz. <laughs> <laughs> he can only make one, one at a time. time. <laughs> Trick yourself. <laughs> but yeah, no. I. Uh, I mean, personally, if this happens, if it does happen, and I think there's a stronger chance of it happening than not happening, um, just from my gut, uh, I would. I'd be open to that. But I think the title is terrible. It should have gone Edge of Two, Number Two, Morrow. Would have been the perfect title. I like it. Thank you. Okay, so what would you like to talk about next? All right. Okay. I think we need to talk about this New Mutants thing. Mm, yeah. Interesting. <sighs> yeah. This is okay. You 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 say your bit. Okay. Mm. So Drew McWeeny put these names out there yes. like a year ago, practically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, none of them were ever really disputed at the time. But we discussed them on the show. We have discussed them on the show. I've discussed them on yeah. Twitter. And then yesterday, uh, The Hollywood Reporter does an exclusive story. Exclusive. 
that the that uh, Maisie Williams and Anya Taylor Joy have closed deals, uh, mm. and, and I love that you know the reporter had to take to Twitter yeah. to sort of uh, explain why now. You know, like I, it's like I get you want to update us on the information, like oh the names were first linked to this project a year ago, but there were no, the deal making didn't start until this year, and okay, so then write the story. Right, That's confirmed. Uh, you don't need. You're right. You don't need to put everything. Everything does not need to be exclusive. Yep. It is just so ridiculous. It's like th- these uh, these uh, cable news channels that everything is breaking news. Right. It could be 24, 48 hours. And then breaking the most news interesting right. shit was put on Twitter again, yeah. uh, which I commend Boris for doing actually. But you know, he said that James McAvoy's Professor X will not be back. Okay. I know. I thought that there had been. For me, this is what I had always heard. And he also said that Nat Wolf is not getting the movie, which is also what I'd heard. I'd heard mm. that Josh Boone really went to bat for Nat Wolf, and Fox was like, absolutely not going to happen. Mm. Uh, <laughs> which is a but, I mean, I, I like Nat Wolf as a I, person. I've I'm excited for Death Note, guy, but yeah. yeah uh, anyways, I'd heard that Jennifer Lawrence was coming back, that Fassbender was coming back, McAvoy, Sophie Turner, and... Um, I guess that's it. Mm. Yeah, right. Not like Ty Sheridan. Not no. Ty Sheridan. No. Um, but yeah. So, so the Professor X McAvoy thing threw me off. We still haven't heard about Fassbender or Jennifer Lawrence. I would be very surprised if Jennifer Lawrence comes back. I would be too, just because the movie's called be New very Mutants. Surprised. Like, let's focus on some New Mutants and, and not I, get hung up on the past. And I think if 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 James McAvoy is not coming back, which I'm kind of disappointed about, I don't think we'll see the Fassbender coming back either. I, I that's what I extrapolated I think from Fassbender that tweet as wants, well. He wants. I think this is the feeling I get after mm-hmm. his sort of box office performance for. Okay, you know. It's, it, He's still a box office draw, but a lot of his movies have not missed the mark. I think he wants to do a little reset on his career. So I would not be at all surprised if he steps away from X-Men completely. Because obviously he's had a couple of other movies which are big studio action-y type movies Guys, that have not performed some dramas so, that have not... So fucking good in uh, Alien. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, I have not seen that, but I, know, I, I, know. I love the guy. Um, but I think he would be more tempted to go, I'm going to draw a line under this one. So yeah, it would make I, sense if you are doing new ones to... I'm just Mix saying. I'm saying that is what I had heard a while ago that that all those people would be back: McAvoy, Fassbender, Lawrence, and Sophie mm. Turner for this. Uh, but it seems that the McAvoy is not the case, and so I would agree with you that if he's yep. out, it's likely that Fassbender would be out, and and so then where does Jennifer, where would Jennifer Lawrence fit into this? Yeah. Uh, but I'm yeah, I'm surprised they haven't mentioned Sophie Turner yet for New Mutants, or mm. has she been? I don't know. I mean, is she confirmed? I don't. I know her name. Her name keeps coming up in connection with it, but I don't know. Yeah, we'll see what we're gonna what we're gonna see. With I think, that. There, but, I think um, there's uh, lots of exciting announcements in store for but us. But I, in the I do universe. like Maisie Williams and I do like um, Anna Taylor Joy. I think I, I enjoy watching them. I mean, sometimes they don't always. You know, it's not always the best thing. Like Morgan was not great for for, for Anna, but I enjoyed her in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Maisie Williams has had a few things that you know have not been great movies, but uh, you know they've been. She's been great in them. Um, but yeah, no, I, I heard Maisie was another one who Josh Boone really went to bat for, and the studio was a little, I don't know, like, you know. Well, often being a, a big name on a big TV show doesn't necessarily translate to being a big box office well, the, draw. The, and, that, and that's true, too. You um, know, so it is a, it is a little it bit seems of a like risk. A safe, it seems like a safe bet. I mean, everybody loves her on, on Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else going on in well, the you, X-Men you t- universe? You, you touched uh, in the X-Men universe. I don't think so from this week, actually. Okay. It's been generally but, quite superhero light this right, week. But we, we did, we there was on one superhero thing. Deadpool. Yeah. Besides Hellboy. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, as far as Marvel stuff goes. Um, there's going to be an animated Deadpool series. Yeah, which I did not see that coming. Uh, I was quite it surprised. It kind of makes sense. The character's kind of perfect for animation. It's going to come from Donald Glover and his brother Stephen Glover, yep. who is a writer on Atlanta with him. Um, no word yet on whether Donald is going to be voicing Deadpool, mm. but you would think that he would be if he's writing it and executive producing the show. Like, I why would wouldn't so. he? Uh, I don't know. I mean, that'll be interesting, but. Mm. Um, I, I like FXX and that sensibility. I know Archer has a lot of fans, and yep. I could see Deadpool fitting uh, in very well on, on that network. And I think, yeah, I think it could it could work really, really well. I think they'd be able to to perhaps not have what they have in the movies, but I think certainly keep that sort of towards R rated tone up. So Donald Glover is now in Spider Man. Yep, he's now making a Deadpool show. Yep, he's in Han Solo. Yep, and he's in The Lion King. Yep. 
It's been a good year. It's not Donald a Glover. shitty year for Donald Glover. <laughs> if you've got Donald Glover stock, you're probably rubbing your hands right now. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so while we're talking about superheroes uh, and all that stuff, um, let's also talk about um, predictions have started to come in for... From a number of industry press for Wonder Woman. Oh, um, yes. All with, over the with, place. We're tracking so, for that. It's so funny. It's funny how people are standing on this. I mean, I full disclosure, I'm getting to see Wonder Woman next week, so I'm very much looking to forming my own opinion on this. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been a lot of uh, varying responses coming out of test screenings. Um, there have been a lot of varying responses about the, how the publicity for the film has been handled. A lot of which has been nonsense, hot takes and and contradictions and pieces that some people just write to get clicks. It is amazing um, the people that are allowed to write for the internet. Well, I, well you can get we can get to that another time because I have a lot to say about that. Okay, uh, but uh, yeah, so Wonder Woman it, basically it's sitting somewhere between predictions from various respected industry um, outlets. <laughs> I'll just use the respected ones. It's sitting somewhere between about 65 and 75, which is kind of around the box office for Captain America first one and for the the first Thor movie, which is fine. It's not it's not super excited, but apparently it's tracking well with men and women of various demographics. So that's a pretty good sign. Um, so how do you how do you think the sixty five seventy five kind of fits in with your expectations? Do you think that's about right? No, it's obviously wrong. Uh, so where do you think it's wrong? Because tr- tr- tracking is always wrong. Okay, tracking is the big. I don't. I can't even believe that studios pay for these numbers from tracking services because they are all fucking garbage. They're bullshit. Uh, first of all, you're too many weeks out. I mean. Mashable actually, even though I can't stand that website, uh, they actually had a good article, and and Dickie was writing about Mm. how tracking numbers are used to allocate resources. The studio decides, based on tracking numbers, where it should be spending its money and how and how much money it should be spending in the final weeks of a campaign. Mm -hmm. That is the whole point of tracking. I think in this case, the tracking, its first of all, it's always low for blockbusters because we're all focused on the next blockbuster. So, mm-hmm. you know, this weekend or in, you know, in the last week when people were being polled, they're still thinking about Guardians. They're still thinking about Pirates and yep. Baywatch. Yep. It's just like, so the numbers are going to tick up mm-hmm. as we get close to their release. I think 65 to 75 is a little low. Dickie went as high as 110 on Mashable. Which I think is too optimistic. I think that there are a lot of superhero fans, men, uh, boys, mm. who are not going to see this movie because it's a girl movie. I do think that that, uh, that is true. Interesting. Uh, I think that 85, 85 to ninety is where I would put it. Yeah. What see, about, I would, I would, you, I would have gone, I would have gone seventy-five, eighty-five. I think sixty-five, seventy-five is a little bit low. Yeah. I would have gone seventy-five, eighty-five. I'd be very surprised if it hits a hundred. Um, yeah. No. I, but, I, I mean, I don't I, think it will. I would be delighted. For for Wonder Woman and Warner, if it did hit a hundred, I just think I think seventy five, eighty five. So we're not, we're not far off on kind of what we're. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like ninety would be, I think, a huge win for this yeah. movie. Um, yeah, seventy five, eighty five sounds sounds about right. And also in the industry, it kind of fits with. I mean, obviously it's DC, and then co- comparing it with Marvel, but I think it kind of sits around that right space for those those first solo movies from characters. I think it's going to have legs, though. I think. Uh... <laughs> Wonder Woman's going to have legs. Those legs. Uh, that, that was not a joke. I think it's going to uh, perform well throughout the summer. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I, if, if word of mouth is good, I think we can actually see... That's the other big thing. Because that, that strong, can tip it yeah. $100 million either way. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I've, I've heard people have been tweeting things, or I guess Boris actually tweeted mm. something that he had uh, spoken to someone without a stake in the game in Wonder Woman and, and uh, a woman, and they left impressed. Yeah. But I can't say that the campaign, from what I've seen that this thus far, has blown me away. I can't say that. Mm. Um, when, I, when I obviously made the original comment about Wonder Woman, um, I referred to articles that have that have been going around um, about the the advertising. And someone in Zeno Hour is asking in the chat, "Am I talking about the Donna Dickens article?" Um, her article is one of the ones that I've seen. Um, I've seen many people who have. <laughs> 
come at it from the same side, opposite sides, and different wait, points of what, view. What so did, wait, I'm what not going to single write? any journalist. Right? She wrote this a, a is piece like about that, that Warner I'll Brothers is, let, is letting the movie down and not marketing it well. I'll send you a link about it. But I'm not targeting. There's a reason I blocked her on Twitter. I am. I am not targeting any particular journalists because there are lots of people who've put thought piece out, out on this. Yeah. Um, so it would be unfair to single out one person. Um, yeah. No. The, but she was one you. of the people that have brought up this this issue i did, i saw someone yesterday i think i retweeted them uh the, the whatever that line is that the warner brothers is like deliberately tanking its movie is like one of the stupidest things this person had read in a an entire lifetime of mm. reading stupid things yeah. online yeah uh, but they're, as, they're, as, just, they're just going about it differently. But other people are agreeing with with what you said about of, of tracking, and I do I do agree with it in part. I think it's a, it's a handy guy, but I think it is as uh, filmer Jamie is saying, tracking well, is a like, flawed and spotty yeah. system. Um, uh, Rattan Muti said, uh, "I've lost faith in tracking ever since Jurassic World." So yeah, I think when was the last totally... time tracking was accurate? Like, point me to these things. Yeah. Box office writing is. I, mean, I think I, it's an interesting. I read David Pollan every week. Okay. Uh, forgive, forgive me. <laughs> Do, do you do a weekly box office report for Forbes? No, no, I don't. Okay, for, oh, I do some. I do some box. Who office do you stuff. like read for box office? Like I know Scott Mendelson is very good, right? He he he's, he had, had uh, he features very heavily on box office stuff. I I dabble in that, but not not too much. Um, Who do you read? Uh, I tend to usually go sort of variety. Um, I find an outside one, which is usually wrong, but I I, I find their takes quite interesting. Is Box Office Pro? Okay, they're usually off. Um, by, you know, at some margins. But I find their thought process very interesting. Um, I, I like reading from the UK, Charles Gant, uh, who writes for The Guardian. Okay. Uh, sometimes when he does stuff, his analysis afterwards is always very interesting. Is it more internationally slanted? Uh, that is more... It, it, it takes in the international, but it tends to be more UK-focused, which I always find is quite interesting. Because okay. sometimes there is that difference between... Yeah, that's between, the perspective yeah, you care about. Yeah. Well, I mean, I care about the, 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 the... I'm personally more focused on the worldwide than any domestic market, um, because I think it's it gives you the, the, the best picture. I think mm-hmm. it's interesting to look at, at local markets um but yeah i just find all these different viewpoints uh, uh you know are uh it gives me more chance to look at my more gives me more input for my own perspective the more information you have on a subject the better form of an idea you can and an opinion you can have i feel i, I so. like anthony's coverage a yeah. lot on deadline um and of course david poland each week yeah deadline's uh, on very City, good on, on, very on good. the hot blog at movie city deadline News. Are usually on the money T- man thr's box office is not good DHR does a lot of stuff, right? Um, the box office is, is often weak. Um, but I just feel like the box office writing in general in this mm. town is it is it is so hacky. Mm. Every Everybody just runs and gets a quote from Paul DeGarabedian or Jeff Bach, and it's like the same, or Harry Medvedder. It's just like the same three or four people quoted in every single story each week. Uh and everybody speaks in like these perfect little sound bites. Talking of no, talking of box office, Mm-mm. I did. Um, I wrote a piece for Forbes this week um, about six movies that I think could hit a billion this summer. I know, obviously, there'll only be a handful. That That's will. right. And I was gonna. I had beef with you. Yes, beef. Okay. What were you gonna say? What was your point, though? About no, no. This? I was just saying that I, I wrote a piece on it, and some okay. people. I mean, I, I I threw a couple of underdogs in there. That I think aren't they were major underdogs though. Like you really think Apes is going to be a billion dollar movie? I think there is an well, I very either either a billion or very close to a billion because if you look at the growth of that movie internationally, yeah, but from the the first the first to the second, I get that leap, but that second to the third is not going to make a similar leap. But the the amount of a leap that it would have to make to to get towards, I mean, I don't know if it'll make a billion. I think it'll certainly get close to that. Um, that that was one of my underdogs. I I'd think be surprised. I I would be surprised, but I don't think it. It's not something I would rule out. I know it's a long shot, and I put that in the piece. Yes, you did. No, I you know, I read the piece. So I, I justified it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think if you look at the it, it, the 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 scale, the incremental scale of increase, and now obviously in that first movie, people were like, oh, "Okay, Apes movie, not so sure." Um, they'd been burnt by Tim Burton previously. Apes was not right, really uh, resell them on the concept. kind of a difficult sell internationally because you know it was, I grew up with those movies in the UK. Movie but it's really more so of an American good. thing. I love them. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, but it's, it's a kind of a, you know there were many hurdles it had to get over. People embraced that first movie. Then when they saw the second movie, they were really psyched. Now they have two movies which are constantly replaying on cable, satellite, in-flight mm-hmm. stuff. I think there's that connection with that stuff now where people are genuinely excited a lot of people i've spoken to not in the industry and i asked them about what are the movies they're most looking forward to this summer 
War of the Apes is is on there. It's high in my list it's, as well. Yeah, no, I, I think, think it's going to do really well. I just I don't know if a billion is within. No, I, it's monkey grass. Like I say, it's a long shot, but um, I'm happy like an ape to throw feces in that direction. A uh, bunch of cool uh, news going on here outside of the that world, okay. the, fran- the franchise world. Uh, Dave Chappelle joined A Star Is Born. Yep, he's going to be playing a guy named Noodles. I love that. <laughs> Dave Chappelle as Noodles. Okay, uh, one of Bradley Cooper's uh, old blues friends. Mm. Do you not not a fan of Dave Chappelle, the, the actor? No, I no, I do I do like Dave Chappelle. I'm just I have some considerable misgivings about this film um, because it's a remake of a story that's been told a million fucking times. Well, or because there's, it's there's that, and it's just, debut, or it's just or not sitting as a you know as a if it's ingredients in a cake. I'm kind of it's not. It's just not sitting right for me. I'm not excited about it at all. I kind of am. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know. I really like Bradley Cooper a lot. Yeah, and I, lo- I love Lady Gaga. I love Dave. There it's are all been the a slow couple like. of years too. Like, I, you know, yeah. when was all, I mean, I know he did American Sniper and American Hustle, and those were not that long ago. But uh, he did that terrible Chef movie. Yeah, and he did Serena. Was the one who? Yeah, did there's, with there's been absolutely been some, some stumbles. I mean, even yeah. even something like War Dogs, which I enjoyed, I liked it, but yeah. you know, it didn't do very well. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing. What Bradley Cooper's got? Yeah, no, I'm interested in seeing it, but I'm 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 a little bit the Lady know, Gaga thing. Does that have you nervous or excited? Excited. Yeah, because I like her. Of. I mean, I I when she does acting, like, the stuff she's done for like American Horror Story and other things, mm-hmm. I I genuinely really enjoy watching her. I think she's she, she's excelling in areas that I would have loved to have seen Marilyn Manson exceed as an artist, as an actor. Marilyn Mon- uh, Marilyn Manson. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, wow. Marilyn Manson. Okay. Um, if you take someone from music wow. who I thought could have been a really interesting acting talent, mm-hmm. um, I think she's kind of going along that route. And I, I really I've, I find her acting choices very interesting. Hmm. I don't think she takes things that are lazy or easy. Um, you know, so I, I do. I'm, like I say, they're an ingredients of the cake that I like. But I don't know. I'm not sure about the final product yet. Okay. I'm totally open to being swayed on that. Well, I'm all for more Dave Chappelle in, uh, yeah. in movies. Yeah. Um, Will Ferrell and mm. Jason Momoa doing a comedy together. Will Ferrell's going to be like a, a has-been TV star. Yeah. And Jason Momoa will play an actor who played his son on yeah. the TV show that he is best known for. Mm-hmm. And now Jason Momoa's actor character is super famous. I like the idea of this. Yeah. I think, yeah. You see, it's, I was like, oh, oh, it's very no, Hollywood. No. It's very like insidery. I've also just which I, worries me. And I and having seen the M- a Momoa movie last night, uh, I he I doesn't qu- strike me as someone I who has his acting chops, comedic talent. I don't see him as a great actor. I'm very much looking forward to seeing him as Aquaman. I, I'm. Oh, yeah. I don't. <laughs> I don't look at him and think he could be funny. I always I like those where... big muscle guys doing comedy, like mm. John Cena, yeah. I think is really good. And some can do it, mm-hmm. and the, some the cannot. Rock, the Rock is great. Exactly. Some can do it, some can't. You know. Hulk Hogan. But I like that Momoa is at least pushing himself to do something different, uh, going in another direction. And yeah. doing it with someone uh, like Will Ferrell, who's kind of like a safety net. Like, you know, yeah. no matter what happens with Jason Momoa, this movie will turn out okay because yeah. of Will Ferrell. I've heard very good things about The House, by the way. Oh, I'm really looking forward to that. I'm a big yeah. Feral fan. I'm a big fan of his Who work. Who isn't? I mean, well, I mean, even though he's done some movies that have just not been really as, as good as they should have been. Like the campaign? The, the campaign was the first one that came to mind. <laughs> uh, Blades of Glory was another one. Yeah. Um, I, I always enjoy watching him. The, the, the mental um, mental health one, the other week that we mentioned. Um, Everything Must Go? Uh, no, A Funny Thing Happened. Oh, yeah. Um, which I, I really enjoyed Is that movie. And I, I, loved, I loved him in that. I, he's I, in that movie? Is that Galifianakis? Oh, it is Galifianakis, yes. Sorry. It's okay. Uh, so, Farrell and Momoa, I mean, it's, it's an intriguing pairing. I just, the premise uh, strikes um, me as maybe yeah. a little too high. That one needs inside. a really strong script. So, um, Steve McQueen is going to direct a two pack documentary. There seems to be a bit of a rush on two pack movies right now. Which He's is hot. fine. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a great story, his life. But is it. Is it? Or is I mean, it more I've, like his death is the great story. Yeah, it is. I mean, his career and his death. But I'm like that. I don't not quite know why all of a sudden there is a this rush 
of interest Neither in Tupac. Do I. I'm very. I'm like. I don't think of the Tupac movie looks that bad. I kind of want to mm-hmm. see it. Yep. But I gotta. I gotta. I gotta say this. I was never a Tupac guy. Like uh, I don't know. It seems like he has been blown up into these mythic proportions. Uh, I know he was big when I was a teenager, and you know, throughout the '90s uh, or you know, early to mid '90s. But I don't know. He just never meant as much to me as like a Jay Z or a Snoop or a Dre. Mm. Yeah. Like uh, you? Did you do you like listen to a lot? Oh, of well, pop? you know, I'm I'm a massive fan of uh, rap. You guys are brothers in, in baldness. Yes, we are. We were indeed. Um, wait, but, but like, wait, do you not listen to rap music? No, I listen to rap music. Do you listen to Tupac? Uh, I used to listen to Tupac. Like, yeah. I don't have Tupac on my phone. I don't have any no, Tupac songs. I don't. I no. I mean, uh, my my music taste is both atrocious and wide ranging. <laughs> um, it is <laughs> one of the most atrocious? schizophrenic music playlists. If you looked on my Spotify, um, it's just it's. You would think. Well, you wouldn't know what to think, to be honest with you. You'd be like, what the fuck uh, is this? You'd be like, who, who is this? Just... Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like rap. I always have done. Um, I don't... I just don't know... I, I mean, obviously, it's a documentary. It's going to be a different way of telling the story. Yeah. Um, and it's Steve McQueen, and I really like his work. Can't go wrong there. So I think that bodes really, really well, but I'm just kind of confused as to why everybody's jumping on the Tupac bandwagon right now. Yeah, Johnny Depp has that movie Labyrinth coming out, and I think that there's another, like, you know, series or something. I don't know if it's a docuseries or... or... Every time I hear Johnny Depp and Labyrinth, it just... I I almost think for a second, oh, fuck, is he remaking... No. And he's the goblin. I just, and then I'm like, no, it's, it's not. It's fine. L it's capital fine. A it's labyrinth. To let you know, this movie not is happening. set in L.A. L.A. is a yeah. labyrinth. Get it? Yeah. Holy shit. Okay, let's talk about, uh, we were talking about remakes um, uh, earlier. Um, and we are both Ooh, very excited about this. I know where you're going this. with this. You I do. know where you're going with this. Uh, Radiohead's Tom York is going to be scoring the Suspiria remake. Oh. Which is a stroke of genius. And I'm not aware... Of him doing this kind of stuff before, you're not aware of it because it hasn't happened. Well, yeah, and I was going to say, have I missed it, or is this this no. is a first time? This for is him, his right? first time uh, doing an, an original score, mm. uh, composing a score, following in the footsteps of bandmate Johnny Greenwood. Yep, who did There Will Be Blood? He's doing yep. the new Joaquin Phoenix movie from Lynn Ramsey. Tom York doing Suspiria, and and Suspiria is very well known for its score by mm-hmm. Goblin, I believe it is. Um, yep. The Argento movie, although it is a cult classic, it was never one of my favorite horror movies. I think that there's a lot of room for improvement. Mm-hmm. I think if anybody can pull it off, uh, it is uh, Luca Guadagnino. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he has a great cast to do it. So the fact that they got Tom York to do this, oh my God, what a fucking coup. I'm, ge- I, I'm genuinely excited about this. Um, uh, did you hear, it wasn't sort of widely put out there on sort of mainstream radio, but people like KCRW and NPR, they played this um, a lot when the film was out, and it was for Spectre. And Tom York and Radiohead did their own Bond song, Uh which was rejected in favour of Sam Smith. Mm -hmm. And it's not massively different to Sam Smith's, but it's different enough, and it's totally Radiohead. It's... It's it's like a syncopated, offbeat kind of a beeps and fractured. No, it's no. not. It's 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 still quite orchestral. Then there's you know all the Radiohead stuff in there. It's been a while but it's, since it's I've heard genius. it. It's genius. You should really check that out on YouTube. Uh, that to me, I think you know as much as I kind of grew to love the, the Sam Smith song. Um, I would have loved to have seen that. That would have been a perfect fit for Spectre, I think, for me. And if they had underscored that film, I think it would have lifted it considerably had they been involved in that. Well, I think that goes for um, any but movie. But I'm very excited but about yeah, this. Yeah, Tom York bring his uh, eth- yeah. ethereal uh, falsetto mm. to Suspiria. It could be really interesting. British, just saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh Gad got cast as Truman Capote in an indie movie, Party of the Century, with Chloe Moretz and Jack O'Connell. Does not surprise me. Can you see Josh Gad as yeah, Truman Capote? I totally can. So can I. I had this conversation with, I was away at the weekend, I was talking to somebody um, who, we were talking about casting, and they they also used to be um, in the industry, and we both had the same thought about the fact that Josh Gad is kind of what Jack Black, and I've said this before, was a few years ago, where they would kind of put him in these certain physical roles that matched his physicality, 
And I just, I don't want to see Josh Gad being overused. I'm delighted for him, because I really like him, that he's having so much success right now and being cast in so many movies. I just don't want him to become that typecast. Well, not typecast guy, but he's the, we need someone who has this physical stature. Right. Let's get, let's get him to do it. But I, I, whatever you know. happened to that Russ and Roger movie? I thought he was going to play Roger Ebert. I was really looking forward to that. Yeah, I don't know. There's yeah. not, been nothing about that for quite a while. Yeah, things have gone quiet on that front. But I can totally see Josh Gad as Capote. Yeah, uh, it's been 100%. long enough since the last Capote movies too that you know I'm down for another one. Yeah, I did love the one that um, Philip Seymour Hoffman did. I honestly, I love them both. Yeah. I thought I think Infamous is a great movie. Toby mm. Jones is fantastic oh, in that. Toby Jones is amazing in anything. Um, um, where should we move to? Did you hear about this Liam Neeson movie, Retribution? That sounds like a Liam Neeson movie, but no, I haven't. Uh, it's like it's speed in a car instead of a bus, essentially. Fucking, so it's this in, guy driving to work, and his family's in the car with him. Of course, and he must get a call and say there's a bomb in the car, and he has to like he's instructed to do a whole bunch of shit throughout the course of the day. Right. It's not like keep it above fifty, but uh. I don't know. Liam Neeson. Don't these people know better than to fuck with Liam Neeson's family? He's got a very particular set of skills. <laughs> very, very particular. Very particular. They all uh, deal with retribution. Yeah. I, own I, I, yeah, I mean, I, you know, as, as sketchy as some of those Liam Neeson action movies can be, I love seeing him in all of these sketchy action yeah. movies. And I also really love Speed. I watched it again like three months ago. Oh, it's, I, it's, 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 it's brilliant. I love uh, it. Neeson has some interesting stuff coming up. Uh, he has the, the Deep Throat movie, mm-hmm. uh, Felt, about Mark Felt. And yep. he has The Commuter, another movie from Jean Macalacera. Yeah, so, the Deep Throat uh, movie is not the remake of the porno. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that it's was just Deep Throat starring Liam Neeson. very clear about that. Um, I saw Alien last week. Okay. And, uh, actually, I think I can, I can talk about that. The review oh, yeah, the reviews are lifted. out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I liked it. It is. It gets off to a slow start, but mm-hmm. I, I guess that's par for the course in the Alien franchise. Yeah. Uh, so it's a little bit slow, but once the shit does hit the fan, about forty-five minutes into this film, it doesn't let up. It delivered all the gore that I was looking for as a horror uh, movie guy. Yeah. I loved um, Danny McBride. Fassbender is incredible, and I liked uh, Catherine Waterston. I mean, again, Prometheus was a little bit more ambitious in what it was trying to do, but um, it also left me kind of, like, not satisfied entirely and and scratching my head and being like, what the fuck, I have a million questions. Mm. This movie is a little bit uh, better structured, a little bit more simplistic, but I dug it. Are you excited to see this movie? I am. I mean, we had this conversation um, in part before we started the show. I just, I was away on Friday, so I wasn't able to catch those screenings. Uh, There's some screenings next week that I can't make because I've got work commitments. But I am genuinely looking forward to it. So I am actually going to go and spend my money at the box office and watch this. Um, I've I've heard a lot of negative things about it. Unfortunately, um, a lot of people have really, really it's been divisive. disliked it. It it's has been, been divisive. divisive. Yep. But I do want to see it myself and make my own mind up. Um, but I love the Alien franchise. I mean, I a lot of the films have been, you know, in varying degrees flawed. Um, but a lot of them I've learned to appreciate in slightly different ways. Even if I don't think they're great movies. I mean, the first time I saw Alien Three. I seriously hated that movie. Mm-hmm. I, I, I I was genuinely... I saw it here in the States while I was on vacation. I was genuinely pissed off at that movie. Over the years, though, I've revisited that. You've come to appreciate it? And I've it. come to appreciate it. Now, the the following one that they did with Sigourney Weaver and Winona Ryder, um, I have never... I, in fact, I think I've learned to dislike that more and more over the years. Um, but Prometheus, I thought, was massively flawed, but okay. Um, and I thought, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to Covenant. Um, so, and and we'll so, see. Ridley Scott has been talking about doing another Alien he movie, has. Alien Awakening. Yeah, that he said he's going to be shooting in 14 months, and there's another movie he's doing in January. But yeah, and he's also said that he originally there was a plan to do more Alien movies, and he he did a, an interview this week, and he said basically he partly apologized for Prometheus, um, and he said he's going to sort of dial back potentially the number of stories that he's going to tell in the Alien universe. So we'll see how that happens. <laughs> well, that that I liked. Uh, I mean, I didn't think that he owed anybody an apology for no, Prometheus, I don't think which so. is a you know a decent movie yeah. um but 
Yeah, the, when he came out, and he's like, well, "We're gonna do like four more alien movies, seven more alien movies." Like, bro, hit the brakes. And mm-hmm. I like that he scaled it back. The projections, he said, maybe one or two more, right? Yeah. After Alien Awakening. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll, you know, we'll we'll see what happens with that. But I mean, I I say keep them coming. I'll be interested to see what the box office is like on this. I'm genuinely interested the truth to, is, to see. There's that. not that many great monster movies. Things like, you know, no. Godzilla and Kong, to me, they don't deliver. I would much rather spend time with this uh, space monster. Yeah, no, me too. But um, yeah, I mean, I'll be interested to see what happens in the future when obviously they have. I mean, obviously, the Alien versus Predator stuff did not work out particularly well in its previous carnation. But I think with obviously the reboot of Predator, if they decided to, to revisit that kind of. Um, galaxy again I'll be pardon the pun um, I'll be quite interested in, in seeing that but um, let, let's see I mean I'm, I'm still even though I've seen a lot of negative stuff I'm very much still looking forward to to, to catching Covenant speaking of uh, mm. Fox yeah. movies did mm. you see who James Cameron cast in his Avatar sequel yes I did Cliff Curtis yeah love Cliff Curtis mm. great character actor yeah. He's going to be playing the leader of the Reef People. Mm-hmm. So uh, the Reef People live underwater on Pandora. We haven't really explored that, right? Yep. Uh, plenty of other corners of that universe left for James Cameron to explore over the next four films, which could all be three hours long for all I know. Uh, <laughs> I could not be less excited about the Avatar sequels. Seriously, I'm just... Hey, man, if the second one blows me away... Yeah, you know, but the first I, one didn't I, I like the away. I like the first yeah. movie. I didn't love it. I haven't actually revisited it, yeah. but uh, I remember being enjoying it. Uh, but Cliff Curtis, yeah. do you have a favorite Cliff Curtis role? Is there anything that he stands out from to you? No, or? I mean, I, I find his performances generally entertaining. I mean, I quite enjoy him in a, in a program, but I think it's because he's better than the program, um, Fear the Walking Dead. I love how you call it a program. Yeah. They have to program. Watch, I have to get pro- home to watch my oh, program. Oh, bloody hell, I've got to watch a program, mate. On my telly Wait, box. Which movie? I didn't even. Oh, it's uh, it's uh, Fear the Walking Dead. The Walking Dead. Oh, spin-off. of course. Yeah, which, right. Like nobody is and, watching. And Cameron, uh, or, uh, you know, the, the report I mm. guess said that they will be shooting around his schedule on yeah. that show. So fans of Fear of the Walking Dead, you don't have to worry. He's not going anywhere. Well, maybe he is. Oh shit! Spoiler. I don't maybe, know. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. No I have, no I have idea. the first three episodes show. to watch this weekend, so I'm looking forward to that. Cliff Curtis in Training Day, though. He's yeah. just, just great. Just great. He's the guy who almost blows Ethan Hawke away in the bathtub with a shotgun. Um, Blade Runner trailer dropped this week. It did. Right? Big event for that on Monday. Oh, yeah. Got the director and the cast out to do a Q&A. And, and Scott Mance. Scott Mance doesn't come out for just anybody. It's Scott be... Mance is all over the place this Scott... week. I was at a, the, 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 the Get Out thing. He was doing that he, Q&A. He does them all, baby. Dude, Scott, if you can't make some of them, I'm more than happy to fill in. <laughs> I'll talk. You know, to, I'll talk just to Mance have Man a little have it. a little chat with Mance Man. So Blade Runner, what did you think? Do you think it looks amazing? Uh, do I think it looks amazing? Um, put it. I'm very much looking forward to seeing it. I like the trailer. It hasn't warmed my cockles yet, guys. If Simon's cockles aren't warm, I'm ju- I'm you I'm rethink li- those marketing materials. Just, but having said that, Blade Runner, the first one, I it took a long time for me to appreciate that movie. I, yeah. When the first time I saw I'm, it, I didn't, I didn't like it, and now I, yeah. I, I genuinely love the movie. Um, I, I appreciate its artistry and and how influential it was and, and that kind of thing. But uh, here's what, here is where I'm at it's with the trailer. I like what I've seen so far, and it's left me wanting for them to build on that to give me more above that. Now, so many trailers now they give you so much up front that when you get there, it's kind of. It's blown, it's blown its wad early, basically. You kind of know all the funny bits or the big, exciting action bits. You can kind of piece it together. With this, I think, if anything, they might be holding back. Now, we've seen this with a lot of um, villains work previously. And they're far out, too. I yeah. mean, it's not the, October. The Arrival trailers looked amazing. When you saw Arrival, it was so much bigger and so much fuller and so much richer and than even the trailers. A tenth of the cast, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I'm, I am genuinely interested. I'm totally invested in this. Um and yeah, I, I'm I am looking forward to it. I'm I think it looks amazing. Just... They are being very uh they're keeping the story shrouded in mystery. Yeah. And yet not. It's almost like the secret is hiding in plain sight mm. where, you know, you have uh, Anna de Armas telling Ryan Gosling how special he is. Like obviously people are left to think, is he a replicant? I've never. What is this question that has fascinated pop culture up there for decades with, about whether Harrison Ford's a replicant? I don't give a shit well, who's like, a replicant. Did Green, Green Greedo shoot first? It's like I don't, I don't, I got things to do. Is he a replicant? Is he a replicant? Is she a replicant? Who fucking? Your cares? mama's a replicant. Yeah, what? really. 
know why I did Beauty that. and the Beast, biggest PG-rated movie of all time. It huh? is. Yeah. I mean, that that seriously has... I mean, obviously, Disney knew that was going to do well, but it's done yeah. phenomenally well. But also, great movie. So great I don't, movie. I don't <laughs> really mind when great movies earn a shitload of money. What, uh, what did it pass? Do you know? Do you know what it beat out for that record? I don't. I should have looked that up. That was do your, a do your research. Um, other casting news. We were talking about casting news earlier. Uh, Christina Hendricks is going to star in The Strangers too. Now the original, um, obviously starred uh, Liv Tyler. Um, yes, and that and was who knows. Nine... Maybe they make a, a cameo in this one. Ah, I have no idea. I, d- uh, I doubt it. <laughs> nine million budget uh, took eighty-two million worldwide, which yeah. is a very impressive turn. Uh, I also like Christina Hendricks, um, so I'm very pleased to see her signing up for that i like the strangers if you haven't seen it she you should check it out uh i really like the strangers too the strangers yeah. worked and was as big as it was because of one of the most effective trailers that i can remember mm-hmm. everyone when i was in a theater and and you know you're you see i forget if it's Liv tyler or scott speedman in the living room and then you just see like a, a figure standing behind them <laughs> creepy yeah. as fuck it was a an all-time great trailer <laughs> Uh, and I really think that's why the movie did so well. This movie is not going to to have that kind of breakout success. No. Um, Christina Hendricks, I know she has six Emmy nominations for Mad Men. I wasn't a big Mad Men guy. The big screen has really struggled to know what to do with her. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think she's a great movie actress. But if all she has to do is run around from a bunch of psychos this movie, it shouldn't be that hard. No. Uh, and I like that she does have a lead role. Like, we've seen yeah. flashes in Fist Fight and Bad Santa 2 and the Neon Demon and Drive, just like little roles. So I'm down to give her, uh, you know, an ex- a bigger character to play. Uh, talking of characters and actors and character actors, yep. uh, Michael Parks unfortunately died this week um, that was, at the age of that 77. That was sad. If you haven't seen Kevin Smith's Red State, check it out. It's a tour de force performance uh, by Michael Parks, and I got yeah. to interview him. Uh, I remember Kevin Smith had issued a challenge on okay. Twitter to uh, people who were going to Sundance that year, and they said, listen, you know, this guy, Michael Parks, he's the story. It's not It's not me. Mm. It's not Kevin Smith's Red State. It's Michael Parks' Red State. And so I, I took him up on it, and I tracked Parks down. Mm. I think his number was just like on IMDb or something. He had no representatives and we had an amazing like hour hour and a half long chat uh and you can go find that interview on the wrap but yeah it was very sad to hear the news yeah um, he's done a lot of good roles i mean he's we like the likes of tarantino and stuff as well so yeah, he's in he's in uh kill bill beauty and the beast is on he's 1.187 great in million too. yeah um, so that was disappointing. Uh, David Lynch, obviously, Twin Peaks is is about to come back. Uh, David Lynch says no longer making, he's no longer going to be directing movies, which I think is a shame. But also, I think David Lynch movies will be quite difficult to sell in the current market. I think there'll be an audience for them, but I don't know where that would fit. And it would be a shame to see the work of such a genius being yeah, not a big Lynch guy. I find his work uh, patchy and interesting, but I do... Patchy and interesting. I find it challenging and... Dull? uh, Yeah. Okay. Um, And also, now, I'm genuinely pleased about this. You laughed when I told you this. Um, Redbox Uh is adding 1,500 new DVD rental kiosks across America this year. Now, I am so much of a hard format guy when it comes to home entertainment. I stream. I do. I've got Netflix and all the other ones. I do genuinely miss, and you can't beat the quality of a Blu-ray or a DVD going in and watching that, having that satisfaction, having all those extras. I'm happy about this. If anything drives people back to renting physical formats, I'm on board with that. Bro, let me ask you. Are you fucking kidding me right now? Do you actually use a red box? No, I have a shitload of Blu-rays and DVDs, but I love seeing them out there. And, and, but I wish we still had Blockbuster. You act, do, you, do you really go through the, the extra features on a DVD? I do. I never. I, I, I do. I, used to I genuinely do, that do. Sometimes, like five times, but I've got like thousands of DVDs, and uh, no, I, I basically ignore all that stuff. Streaming's fine for me. iTunes Store, have a digital purchase, have it in the cloud. That quality, you don't like that quality? You prefer the quality of a DVD? Yeah, and I just like having a, a library of movies. I, I still like that. I'm still hard format. I just, you know, 1,500... Uh, I don't buy a lot. More, I don't buy as much as I used to, but I still like having a 1,500 more Redbox units, just to me, I'm just imagining 1,500 people like, across the, the country standing there like idiots, scratching their heads like, what do you want to watch tonight, hun? I, I go up to these people at uh, the grocery store mm-hmm. and at 7-Eleven, and yeah. I'm like, do you guys need any help? Because I'm a professional. <laughs> 
I, I, it's one of my great joys is helping people find a movie because if they love that movie, it's like, oh, this guy. You, 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 you giving fun. advice at a red box must be one of the harshest fucking supermarket experiences ever. I will, I will tell you, pe- I, I people watch are the creeped sell. out. A hole, dude, moron. So many, so many people. They'll be like, what? What about this little piece of shit? And I'm like, uh, I haven't heard great things. Are you sure you want to watch that? And they're like, yeah, I think so. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. Honestly, I should have a web series about me helping people out of Redbox. Okay. It is quite funny. Is there, um, is there any other coming uh, soon last... to Hulu and Redbox? Yes. Um, are there any other last stories you want to get to? No, I just want to touch on box office for this weekend. Yep. A couple of movies coming out. Someone asked if I'd seen The Wall or you'd seen The Wall. Uh, I, I did see The Wall. You did see it. I didn't. Uh, I'm planning to write a review. I'm halfway through it. Okay. I, I liked it. It's not great, but I liked it. Uh, snatched this weekend. Previews last night. Six hundred and fifty thousand. Looking at a weekend of fifteen to seventeen million. I think that's about right. People were saying 25 million earlier. I thought that was a bit high. Uh, and King Arthur, Legend of the Sword, a film with a $175 million budget. <sighs> 1.2 million in previews last night, and are looking at a 25 million weekend. This is not looking like a win. Stop making movies about these old characters. King Arthur and Robin Hood. Nobody wants more of those movies. Nobody wants Nobody this wants shit. them. Stop making them. Oh my God. Fuck. This is what happens when all your executives are 55 years old. <sighs> yeah, oh, so it's not going to be... Uh, Guardians is was probably going to walk away with it anyway. I think that was a given, yeah. you know, for another weekend. Um, but this is not strong competition. Although, interesting enough, my wife wants to go and see Snatch this weekend. So I'll be doing the husbandly duty and paying money to go and see Snatch. Wonderful. There's a whole bunch of stuff that we missed this week. We didn't. Have, we don't have time to get to it. Just Check out uh, my Jeff Goldblum uh, story, which is kind of funny. I had a good encounter with Jeff Goldblum this week mm-hmm. over on the tracking board. Hmm. You've been watching Meet the Movie Press yeah. on the Popcorn Talk Network. Make sure to rate, comment, and subscribe. Do it. I'm Jeff Snyder, editor-in-chief of the Tracking Board, at the Insnyder on all social media. And Simon? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at ShowbizSimon, Instagram, at ShowbizSimon, and Facebook, this is Simon Thompson. And can I just say, we do appreciate your comments, but if you try and troll people, they will be deleted. I'm That's just right. going to say. There's no... There's so no you, uh... can, you can write comments about me being an egghead, which, as a grown man, is not an offensive insult at all. I realize that I'm bald. Um, but your comments will be deleted. So pull any of that shit. Nobody will see it. So good luck. I'm going to the Museum of Ice Cream. No, Everybody have a good it. weekend. Oh, you feel like Oprah. See you next week. <laughs> From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Christian Harloff, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.